I woke up in the morning and the sun broke through the open curtains the birds sang to and they said this is a day to celebrate the save the fruit. Hey everybody, welcome back. It's 2023 and you Ooh. are listening to PS we have no plan 2.0. Yes, you are. I'm Peyton Smith calling in from LA. And I'm Emily McManus from Nashville, and honestly, we're just happy to be here. And every we've worked so hard over the last few weeks and months to kind of get to where we are now with um, the launch of our website and everything that goes on with that. And it's just exciting, isn't it? So exciting! We have so much more in store for everyone, but we are still going to stay true to our podcast because this is our core. This is where we started by telling vulnerable stories <laughs> online. So this is how <laughs> we're going to continue um, with our weekly Thursday episodes. But yeah. um, and we got a really good one for you guys for the first for the first episode. So we do, we do. We have the Swan Brothers on, who are top three finalists for season four of The Voice. They were Team Blake. Um, they tell us all about the journey of getting on The Voice, signing a major record deal in Nashville, being on the road with Carrie Underwood, Brad Paisley, and I think that they have they gave us some really good advice on what they would tell younger artists or themselves looking back and just how to stay true to your compass and who you are in an industry that can be difficult. Yeah, damn. They were just like really great humans. I, I loved that episode so much. That was, I feel like very zened out after talking to them. They're just a good, good humans. So they, are. they really are. Love. And they're just love, love, love. And I, um, I can't wait to just like put this out there and I hope that you guys all enjoy it as well. And I do want to give a little shout out to one of the brothers, Colton's wife, Caroline Swan. She is also a phenomenal musician. Her band is called Brother Bird. Check her out everywhere. Check out the Swan Brothers, Colton and Zach. And I hope you guys really enjoy this first special episode of 2023. Woo! Oh, and one more thing. Follow us on PS We Have No Plan across all social medias and online www.pswehavenoplan.com. <laughs> That's it. Woo! Well, look who we have in the house today. <laughs> Everybody, Yay. please hello. welcome. Um, yes, please say your hellos first. Well, hello. No, you say hello. <laughs> we are, I mean, blessed, blessed to have Zach and Colton here today, who are the Swan Brothers. Uh, we'll dive into our history later, but a little brief synopsis on the boys they were on season four of The Voice. Top three, right? Mm-hmm. Three. Team Blake. They, tell us. <laughs> <laughs> they tell you that, but I don't know if anybody believes it. Um, oh. But that skyrocketed them to fame in how I met them. But they have toured with Carrie Underwood, Brad Paisley, many others. Um, they are phenomenal musicians, singers, songwriters. They had the title track on Blake Shelton's last record, I believe, Body Language. Oh, yeah. And let me see if I'm missing anything else. Oh, yeah. They love Tony Pucko Pickles and Fried Bologna. Oh, wow. Wow. We're going going deep. I haven't had had a Tony Pucko in a while. What? Come over. Yeah. Okay, this maybe this is how I'm finally going to get you guys to come over again because Jeff stocks up and on, on them and they're like in the cupboards. Amazon. You know, hey, if we're going to talk about pickles for a second, you know the new pickle craze? It's pickle smash. 
What's oh. that? Sold in, sold in uh, Nashville. It's like a salsa. <laughs> hey, I'm I'm spicy today. I just got back Good. from the gym. I had Love. two sales. I had two Celsiuses today. Celsius Celsius. Celsius. Oh no! Well, I didn't honestly, any- that's that's a lot. Yeah, that's yeah. a lot. Are you okay? No, I didn't have two. I didn't have two. Oh, okay. Well, come on, bring the spice. That's why we have you guys here to spice up our life. Um, no, we're here. We're here to give you the spice. Oh, yeah, okay. For sure. Um, and Colton, we know you work out. You can always <laughs> say, like, let's just say it once and be done with that. Oh, what, awesome. dude? What are you talking about? I have a had to throw that in. membership, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Zach, you keep breaking up. Hold on. Does anybody else hear that or is it just me? Yeah, I think it's breaking up just a little bit. The story of his love life, huh? Keep breaking up. Sad day. Well, let's just keep going. And if it messes up, it messes up and we'll just keep trying. Can you guys give some background? Because obviously I know from Emily the basics, but I'd love to know, like, how did you get into music? Where did this all begin? Because it probably didn't begin at The Voice for y'all. It probably began much earlier. Yeah, yeah. I'll let my brother start because do I look like a turtle? <laughs> when you do that, you do. No. <laughs> uh, go ahead. Backstory. I don't know. Our parents sang um, gospel music, like Southern gospel. So they had like a a bus when we were growing up and, and a, a band and sang at different churches. And um, so we were kind of born into that lifestyle. We never knew anything different. I mean, I, I guarantee you my mom was pregnant riding that bus and singing you know with with both of us and and then um what started music for me other than that I mean they would get us on stage when we were little probably before we could say real words we were singing on stage with them and um I kind of dove into instruments first really I I got a drum set when I was three years old and and um at age seven I started playing drums for their for their band and uh then like age 12 i started i picked up guitar and piano and started writing songs and and then i think my brother you know he was three and a half years younger than me and and i think he uh you know he had a whole different set of skills like he came out of the womb singing harmony like it was crazy and he could hear it like just so easily and very gifted but I don't, I don't know. I can't speak for him, but I don't know that he was as enthralled with, with the music as early as I was. I I know he was, he was a pretty good athlete. So um, I kind of had my goals set at a very, 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 very young age of what I want to do with my life. And uh, my brother could have done a multitude of things, but I'm glad that he took the ride with me for sure. Uh, I don't have any other skill, but uh, (laughs) pretty good at football and everything else so uh but yeah that's kind of how it started and then it you know just through years of writing terrible songs and playing with our parents and whether it was the gospel music or they also had this like Branson style variety show that we both performed in and and uh, that went on for years uh you know fast forward we we just played all everywhere we could you know we played coffee shops and funeral homes and fairs and um we left uh, we left the sequins behind though the sequin vest uh, best uh, that they made us wear. Yeah. The red, white, we had and blue Ameri- ones. American flag sequin vest. Uh, so 
And that, <laughs> oh my God. May, maybe they should come back. I don't know. <laughs> I think they should. At least the photos should. Yeah. It's floating around. So, Colty, you were. You were very into sports, weren't you? I guess we want to go down this route. Yeah. I mean, we can, uh, We don't have to go all the way down it. Listen, we could okay. just, we could dabble. Because it's going to take a minute. I was <laughs> oh, 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 quite the career. Okay. <laughs> no, no, all district. What? Um, <laughs> How no. many people were in your town? <laughs> yeah, that's true. But that, do- that doesn't matter. Um, honestly, my, one of my biggest claim to fame uh, that I really, I was way too small to play football. I was decent but i was i do love sports like i honestly right now i'm like what are the games like what games are happening right now like that's always on my mind football 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 but my like my last couple years i ventured out i started doing like uh musicals and then i got into track and fell in love which is like the musical side of things like and i never thought i'd be like oh i like broadway stuff but i love it you know but then i started doing track and like long jumping and um KU was uh, interested in me running track there. And, um, but I just, I decided to, I don't know, gamble my whole life away and get in the truck with my brother and play casinos and coffee shops. And, um, and, you know, it, it panned out. We're still paying our mortgage and rent. And, um, but yeah, it, it, it could have went different, I guess. But I don't regret anything. I get, well, no, I do regret stuff. Actually, moving away from Oklahoma was like one of the best things that ever happened for me as like as a person. It like I really had to grow up, and um, I mean you, I mean you saw us on the road. Like it, it changed a lot, and there's just so much more opportunity here um, on a musical level for us than back home. But back home still our roots, and and like he said, we we sang everywhere uh, and churches and these really corny shows where we dressed up really really funny um and i love it you know like that's the, uh, when i say i don't regret that stuff i don't like I, we had a, a blast oh it's your so, story when did you what's how is what's the process of getting on the voice because i feel like back then there were because it was what nine years eight or nine years ago when you guys yeah were on the voice and there were so many shows there was like american idol there were other oh. singing like how did you choose the voice and how did that all happen we well, actually, oh, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, you know, it's funny. He was saying play casino. We put together a little band back at home and, and uh, you know, in Oklahoma, there's Indian casinos on every corner. So there's lots of live music venues really, more than most cities. And, um, you know, and they actually paid decent money. So we were making a good living, you know, and uh, this guy that played um, keyboard for us and sang with us, uh, this, this guy named James Redden. Emily knows him. He he came work for us a little bit. Um, he was like, "Hey guys," and what's crazy about this story is we had literally just driven from Oklahoma to Nashville to try to knock on doors and get rights and you know have people listen to us and drop off demos and and of course we went home empty-handed once again. I mean, we had done this same routine since we were. 12 years old, just driving back and forth. Every vacation time we got, we would just go to Nashville and try to make connections. And so we, we also, literally, but we also, this is what we never bring this up, but we also tried out like for the voice a couple of years before we tried out for a Nashville yeah. star. Like we drove I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. We, we tried out for 
a few different shows and uh, got really close. Um, there, there was a trip to New Orleans that we drove down with uh, a guy named Brandon Green and oh, yeah. um, to try out for National Star in the middle of the night. We just did. So we like we were really pretty burnt out on like almost like all these TV mm-hmm. shows that were coming out. And but thank God that James Redden uh, asked us to go and like split gas with him to to Nashville. But continue. But I just want to throw that in there because some but people also, know that. Didn't you try out for American Idol, but as a solo? Yeah, he did. Oh, is that a source of time? Oh, geez. Okay. <laughs> I know. I know you did. I'm asking questions because most people. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Far without Bub. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, no, it's I like didn't. Brooks and Dunn. No, they didn't right. make it as a uh, solo. So you need yeah. a, it's magic when there's two together. Uh-huh. I got down. Well, what happened was on Idol was I got down to the last 40 and I was like, I was about to go in that room and I was like, I can't do this without my brother. Oh, and um, and then shortly after that, <laughs> they said I didn't make it. But um, <laughs> so but it I knew down, really. So, yeah, I, I knew deep down. Okay. So. Okay. But, sorry. Uh, continue. Okay, but the yeah, only continue. reason I did that, just so you know, the only reason I did Idol was because I had never seen a pro football field before, and the trials were in the Dallas football stadium, and we were in Dallas. <laughs> swear, really? I swear, and I and I wanted to be on the field. So. Okay. It's a well, cool story too. Yeah. We'll see if that's true <laughs> at another time. <laughs> But okay, continue, continue on continue. with the voice. Yeah. Yes, yes. So you got there because James. Well, yeah. So we had just made the trip and come back home. It's a nine-hour drive, and it's a straight shot down I-40. And it was literally like two days before. We had just got home, kind of really just bummed out that nothing, you know, we didn't sign a record deal in the seven days that we were in Nashville, you know. And, and um, anyways, James called, and he was like, hey, I think I'm going to go to Memphis which is not quite nine hours, but it's on the way to Nashville. It's about six hours from, from us. And, and he's like, I think I'm going to go to Memphis and get a hotel and get up early and go do the big cattle call audition for the voice. Do you guys want to go audition and split gas or whatever? And we're like, man, dude, we literally just made that drive. Like we hadn't been home 24 hours, you know? And, and, um, so we're like, okay, I guess, I guess we'll give it a shot. And, uh, you know, long story short, we got there early and waited in line and we ended up being the first yes for season four of The Voice. Wow. We what? Come to L.A. So um, and, you know, and there's there's actually a lot of steps between that and getting in front of those chairs. I mean, there was quite a few groups of people we had to sing in front of. We ended up spending, uh, I'd say, a solid three or four months in L.A., you know, just hanging out in a hotel and doing lots of interviews and, and psych evals and all kinds of stuff, you know, that, you know, they do their due diligence before they put people on a TV show, you know? So, um, yeah, it was, it was crazy. All in all, it took about a year of our lives before anything ever came on TV, <laughs> you know, wow. it was like, it's, it's pretty crazy. I think they have different, you know, it's been a long time. I'm sure they got a more, I, I guess easy route now but um yeah it's it was crazy but you know thank god we did it because it was a game changer 
And didn't you get, I think I, I watched this YouTube clip last night. Didn't you get three of the four judges to turn for you too? We did. Everybody except Adam. And screw, no, you okay. don't like <laughs> Not a fan. Not, Not a fan. fan. Give him the pinky. <laughs> That's awesome. Carol was the first one to turn. And I've got to say, she's pretty hard to say no to. Um, yeah, she's, she's beautiful. But he has been like a brother. Um, wow. Quick editing note, he is the one and only Blake Shelton. Yeah, he's 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 pretty cool. Um, you know, he's busy and everybody wants a piece of him. So the fact that he still takes time for us is pretty it, it means a lot to us. And um, you know, he's he's helped us out with a lot of things and you know, let us do some shows with him and taking us hunting and cut one of our songs and supposedly he's gonna uh hop on a, a new project with us we'll we'll see if that happens but he says Yay. he is so yeah um, yeah that's amazing oh you guys uh actually maybe the first to know that we i don't think we've told anybody that but we're really <laughs> booking on you guys being our the stars oh, you're gonna go number one <laughs> if we're on it so i'm serious i'm serious <laughs> y'all and i am i mean that like sincerely you guys are so special to me truly so i mean same Thank you. How just like a little backstory, how we even got the Swan Brothers on our podcast, P.S. We Have No Plan, is in 2013, I think it was, um, I had just graduated from college and I was looking for a job in the music industry. I really just wanted to be Faith Hill, but I was too shy. And so I got a job with a merch company called Richards and Southern and they put me out. They said, there's these two boys that need somebody selling their t-shirts. You ready to go this afternoon? And like, I had a couple tries before them that kind of just bailed last minute. I'm like, yes, of course I do. Like I just packed up my little backpack and I met them at a bus lot in, um, guys, what is the town called again? Where the Kroger is? Hermitage. Hermitage and Hermitage at midnight. And it was, it turned out to be life-changing to be honest with you like I look back at that time and it was still to this day the best time of my life like you guys are I mean I don't want to get uh -huh. emotional but I I love you for the good the good the bad everything I unfortunately met my husband through you guys um <laughs> so I don't know if that's great but you are everything to me and we spent Aww. what I guess two two and a half years together. I became tour manager and then um, it didn't work out. So then <laughs> I left. <laughs> yeah. Well, see that? I'll never, I will never ever forget you pulling up because I don't know if that was the first time we had merch out for us. I, I can't remember. I just remember, I don't think it was. And I think. And having the a merch person it means like you're kind of in a really good spot. Not everybody yeah. has a designated merch person yeah, out because yeah, yeah. it's another bunk. It's more money. So that yeah. was like, they're doing great. But I remember though, I remember this girl <laughs> just showing up at midnight with the trailer thing down. I, I saw uh, a bunch of dudes standing around and Emily's like, I mean, at midnight, like working, like, I mean, just getting <laughs> stuff in there, like moving around and like, and all these guys just kind of stand around talking and we're like, man, this, this girl's no joke. Like she came to work. And, uh, 
and then she then she like i'll never forget it like you're not saying everything but like she ended up wearing hat after hat like just multiple hats and we all became um family and we fought like family we laughed like family and we, i was just having this conversation the other day because so many people come and go in nashville like whether it's labels managers musicians and at first me and my brother had a really hard time like because when you get close to people it's hard to see them go you know mm-hmm. like a lot of artists kind of keep on purpose and we were advised to do this but we never did but a lot of artists like kind of keep a distance a little bit but man we all were like really close <laughs> and like it was just that group of people and they know who they are it's just like it was a good time and oh, and those people special. still to this day we can pick up the phone or start a group text and it's like the exact same like like right where we left off and that's rare in this town like very rare and we we absolutely love can't stand uh, anything yeah that's we can uh <laughs> what did you say hold on you broke up you really did what did you say <laughs> i said yeah we can't stand any of them but we can talk <laughs> yeah it's no, always I- like my favorite thing when all of us get together because it's it's rare everybody has busy schedules doing different things and you know it's a natural thing when you get a little older things change but it's always good when we all get together yeah you know i think it, it- it's it's so crazy we talk about this all the time how well first of all it just flew by so quickly you know it's hard to really take in everything that you're experiencing i mean uh, uh, there's a side of me that really hates social media and i wish it didn't exist but at the same time i love the fact that i can go back to a date and be like relive a memory you know um so thank god for that because otherwise i wouldn't remember half the stuff i mean it's crazy how some of our past band members would be like, Hey, remember that show where you did this in this town and this and this and this. And I'm like, dude, I have no clue. Like, how do y'all remember that? You know? And um, so it's cool to be able to look back on that, but man, you talk about just green. I mean, we were just so, we were so worried about letting down a, a label or a manager or a radio guy it was just it just seemed like i mean we were living our dreams i mean we'd made it farther than we ever thought we were going to but at the same time we were like how do we hold on to this and i think that sometimes like clouds you from enjoying the moment you know and uh so for all of the bad times emily we're we're sorry about that we just uh didn't know we've all had our discussions long ago and honestly if those were the bad times, I would take them again. And, and you know, I think everybody felt like it flew by in like a blink of an eye. But for you guys, I can't imagine how you felt. Like the whirlwind of being on this TV show that truly just catapults you right away. And in, I don't know how long you're on that, but a couple of, a month or two, then you become like stars. Like you are sudden stars and you are thrown into this from a small town. You know how to perform, but everything else you don't know it until you jump into it. In Nashville, the music industry touring, like it's hard and there's mm-hmm. a lot of pressures and there's comparisons constantly. And people in this mm-hmm. year, when somebody's saying something different in this year, and we were also young then too, it is very hard, I think, 
to be able to have such a, a, a perspective of like enjoying every moment. It's almost impossible. You guys had too much going on. Yeah. 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 It's uh, it's definitely, uh, I thank God for people that snap pictures at certain moments and like he was talking about and, and like, and the people that I'm just, I'm glad that there's some people that do stick around, you know, like that, that gives me faith in humanity. It's like, Oh, this, that's, that to me is what makes this, like this whole town, like pretty awesome because you will find like your people that are going to show up when, you know, you lose a family member or it's like, Hey, happy birthday. Like stuff like that. Like that, that's the, that's the kind of friendships we made out there and uh, with a few people and, um, and, but it, it was, it's, it's, I look back and I just think I did. It just makes me smile. You know, like I, we had such good times. Like, I think we had a lot more good times than bad. I will say that. <laughs> 100%. And I've told, I've told Emily, like my brother said, sorry too. I'm, I'll say it again publicly. Like, sorry. We like, <laughs> you've learned. Stop. One in, hey, do you remember? I don't know. I, I can't remember the show, but it was when my hair was the most important thing to me. And like, oh. there was no hair dryer. Oh. And like, I had wet hair. Mm-hmm. I had wet hair and I was flipping out because there's no hair dryer. And it's like, I look back, I'm like, what was I think? Like, what was wrong with you? And there's there's a lot of other stuff going on, probably added oh. to that. But it's just like, my gosh, like, but we've called everybody listening to this podcast. We've called Emily. Well, I have. My brother probably has. He's too prideful and said, sorry. <laughs> Zach, do you have oh. anything to say to that? <laughs> Well, I I honestly think I was a lot sweeter than you. So Zach uh, and I did have a like a very close bond. Not that I did mm-hmm. with you, Colton, but I, <laughs> I feel no. Okay, no. I sorry, we're spilling the tea. When I first met the brothers, I had the biggest crush on Colton, and Zach was very oh. mad at me. He said, "You can't do this." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> See, I. Do you got a picture? Because I don't remember. I don't. Oh, dude, these are memories. But no, like you guys became my family. And Zach, I do. I feel like you were just my guy. Like, I don't know. We would just, I felt comfortable with you every second of every day and like laugh. And I don't know. It was just, it was incredible and it was perfect. And I think about, and I'm not going to say all the details because it was a hard show for everybody. But I didn't have Sharpies up at the merch table. Do you guys remember this? And it was that I rodeo. Doubt. Oh, okay. Well, I'm not going to go into detail then. But that was the saddest I had ever been. And I think like two <sighs> days later, I was like, it's okay. <laughs> I was mad at the the whole band. You yeah. Know, I yeah. Let them have. And, you know, part of that. And here's the thing. But I don't. We... Go on conversation with uh, a, a former musician of ours and we're still very close um the other day and and i really don't feel bad about wanting excellence from musicians and wanting sober musicians and you know um that that stuff i'll never apologize for i mean i probably could have went about it the, the in better ways but you know i grew up uh, my dad was the guy that that made me practice my instrument before I went outside to play and that's not because he was forcing me to play. That's because I asked to be in his band and I asked to be paid like 
the rest of his musicians. And he said, okay, well, if you want that, then you need to put forth the effort. And I think that was just really um, just drilled into my head. Like you, you got to be the best or at least try your best. And we saw so many bands that were there for a party, you know, that, mm. um, that were drunk on stage and it sounded like crap. And, and, Look, I, I realize most people will be like, well, the audience doesn't know difference. You're there to have a good time. And we've loosened up a lot <laughs> over the years. But, um, you know, I, I think ultimately it came from a good place because I just wanted I just wanted everybody to be their best. You know, um, I, we just probably. <laughs> no, I think that is I. I think that's beautiful because you're right. You have high standards. And if you have high standards, you'll have high rewards. And it comes through in your guys' musicianship and your singing. Your harmonies are always just spot on and your playing is incredible. And you don't get that without having a good work ethic. Right. And just your commitment to this life is so inspiring because I think the premise of this podcast and the brand that we're trying to build is around like elevating the everyday moment because a lot of people like to skip towards these like pivotal moments like can't wait for this or I can't wait for that. And so Emily and I are trying to remind people through this podcast, like the process is what builds you and it's what's the important part and it's the exciting part and it's the challenging part. It's what teaches you things. So it's interesting to hear the trajectory that you all had and how it's about committing and showing up and working hard and putting yourself out there endlessly. But can you talk about now how you stay grounded, how you enjoy the process? Cause I'm sure, I, I don't know. I'm assuming it's easy to get burnt out throughout this. Oh, for sure. I mean, n- number one is God. Like I, I, it is a hundred percent the reason I'm sitting here. Um, and I think we, we hit a point and I can tell you pretty much exactly when it happened recently that that we, we just said, we got to stop. We got to stop chasing, you Mm -hmm. know, what, what we think Nashville wants. We've got to, you know, and that's not to say, I mean, there's been opportunities where we probably could have taken different paths and, and probably been more successful you know but it almost comes to a point where you're you don't recognize yourself Mm -hmm. anymore and the last thing I want to do is sell my soul for this business because it's very temporary and um and we're we're having more fun now than we ever have you know and we're still making a living and and uh I think I think the, the thing that helps me is the fact that I do get to do it with my brother, you know, I, I can't, I cannot imagine all these solo guys being alone in some of the situations that we've been in together. Um, it's just, it's crazy. So he's my rock for sure. I, I'm glad I get to, and that's the only nice thing I'm going to say about it. Whole- <laughs> that's pretty nice. That yeah. Was. Same for me. Same for me. I mean, that's, bottom line is like, and there's like as much as people do think they know as far as like, even like the crew and y'all were with us, like there's a lot that you don't see that the artist kind of goes through and it isn't like, woe is me or pity or anything. But I mean, there are situations that, you know, whether it's with a label, whether it's with a, a radio person, uh, cause you do run into not so great people um, that are, you know, that can really make or break your career. 
Mm-hmm. And, um, and, you know, we had to really make decisions based on like who we are as people, what helps me now, like, uh, of course, like absolutely like praying, staying in the word. Um, but it's the older I get, the more I realize like talking and saying some things out loud. Like I've, I told my wife some things for the first time out loud that I experienced with like some radio people and, um, even label people that, you know, you really wouldn't expect. And, um, that I had to like kind of dance around and get away from. And, and like, so when you say some of these things out loud, it's like, Oh, like that, that feels better to talk about mm-hmm. it, you know? And even like, like I'm, I'm getting to the point where I was like, man, I, maybe I need some therapy. Maybe I need some mental health check. Maybe, you know, all this, I just think it's important, you know? And, um, but of course God, God is our foundation 100%. And, we're still breathing. And I mean, you got to understand we, as many miles and that we've ridden and, and flown and stuff like just the fact that we weren't in some accident or like, you know, like it's just, there's just a lot that can, <laughs> can go wrong. So the big man has definitely had his hand on us. And, but it's, it's nice being at the age right now. It's like you stop caring in, in, in the right ways about what people think. Um, but there was a time where we wouldn't leave the bus with, without our hair fixed. Like now it's like we wear hats for shows because, and because we were like kind of programmed that way. It's like, you guys got to wear these colors, um, wear these brand, like, you know, and you just start figuring out like that stuff isn't as important as some people make it out to be. And, um, and the people that listen to our music and that follow us and support us, like they've stuck with us through bad haircuts, bad hat choices, you know, it's like, they just stick with you no matter what. And, and that's the people that we continue to make music for. And, and we've even crazily like made music for ourselves, you know, that we've like, and people probably won't dig this cause it's kind of unexpected, but sometimes you just got to do some stuff for yourself as well. Um, as an, as an artist. And so we we're writing stuff now. That's a little bit different. We're doing, um this this cover project that fell in our lap that um we haven't talked a lot about it but it's on like it's nearing the end like we're almost finished and it's so fun it's probably the most fun we've ever had making any record i mean my brother mm-hmm. producing it and we just took we just took some songs and like that meant a lot to us over the years and and some that would just were like and this would just be cool to cut you know and we did it and so i'm so excited about that but we continue to play music to answer your question we continue to play music continue to pray um and then of course continue just to try to be you know a good husband good friends like because at the end of the day none of music is not going to matter like when when they lay me down i'm not going to care how many records we sold or how many tickets we sold like i'm going to care about like what people say like was he was he a good dude you know, like that's, that's what I want our legacy to be, you know, looking back and, and we're diving into other projects. Like even, you know, we've, we've got some land here and we we're hunting and, and, and fishing and, and like, we've really become involved in the outdoor community. Um, and we love it. We absolutely love it. And there's a big fan base there too, for us, like people that connect with us on a musical level. So, and our lyrics and stuff. So, but yeah, I love that. I love that. And I feel like it sounds like I've not 
I've actually never been to Nashville. I need to come visit Emily and I've never met in person. I'm in LA and it's a very similar wild culture here where it's like everyone yeah. is someone and everyone's has their blinders on. It seems like at some po- points, just like laser focused on making themselves as marketable as possible and as yeah aesthetically pleasing and has everything put together and walks out almost like a prepackaged thing. You know, it's really mm-hmm. hard to stay centered in that world. And I know Nashville is different than LA, but it's, it's awesome to hear that you have your North star very clear and you have your core values, very kind of like close to home and you're able to lean on each other. But what advice would you give to someone maybe starting this whole journey beyond that or, or different than that of just relying on yourself and your core values? Um, You know, I think one I would be really careful who is on your team, you know, Mm -hmm. and make sure on your team, Um, you know, and I've said this a million times, especially, you know, in the music industry, but it it could apply to any, anything, especially Mm -hmm. in the art, but it's like, there's a lot, there's a big difference between music and music business, right? Like, Mm -hmm stuff that we do that like I, it doesn't matter if we had an audience or not we'd probably still be sitting in our living room and picking guitars and whatever you know just being ourselves but when you start bringing business into it it's just a whole it's a whole nother puzzle right and so I think it, it's crazy because we you know say we've done this since we were 12 years old come back and forth to Nashville and I think our opportunity came at exactly the right time you know, there were so many years of disappointment thinking like, why isn't anything happening? And to be honest, you know, I think, I don't think we were ready. You know, this is a world that is, everything's accessible and everything is uh, in abundance. <laughs> anything mm-hmm. you want, mm-hmm. uh, you got to have a really, really good head on your shoulders or it's, it's just, it can disappear. And I've seen it happen to a lot of my friends. So I think all that to say, like, you really know who you are. Because whether you realize it or not, as soon as you surround yourself with a team and a business and like you start changing and mm-hmm. um, yeah. sometimes it's not for the better. I think I, I really, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. but if we would have known when we made our first record, what we know now and how our fans were going to respond and what they wanted from us and, and really what felt good in our own skin, like we probably would have they probably would have been a totally different record. And I don't really have regrets. I mean, for the most part, I'd say 95% of, you know, our, our people and, you know, Sony was great. And, and, you know, the, the first team we had there was, was great. And they didn't know us either. You know, I think it was up to us to really show them who we were and we were still figuring it out at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, that's with anything that's with any, business i guess you you have to evolve and 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 grow and we're still growing i mean our our album that we're going to finish this year of, of original music is completely different than w- the one we released in 2020 and i think that's okay but <laughs> i think we're still just growing so mm-hmm. i don't know I, I i just i would definitely just be sure of who you are and and really stand your ground that's that's the big big thing for me yeah i think especially for people just starting out. Like, I think my biggest thing would be to tell someone if, or even if I could tell myself at 24, when everything was kind of kicking off, um, I 
like your identity is not what you do. Like to me anyway, it's it. what you do is not who you are. And mm-hmm. you have to realize like, because every, every good thing, bad thing, like it's, it's all going to pass at some point. And then you're kind of, you're kind of left with, then you start questioning everything. Like, why am I doing this? Like, and that's part of growing up, of course. But like, I think for me, I attach myself to like, we are the Swan brothers. We play music. This is who I am. Um, this is our business and everything. That's, it's really not like who I am. I'm a brother. I'm a husband, you know, I'm a friend. Mm-hmm. Um, those, those things, like, and there's different ways to make money and pay your bills, especially in today's world. And I, I feel like if you can find, if you can mentally find joy in whatever you're doing, like just to kind of get you by, like, you're going to be fine. Like, cause what you do, whether it's just starting out, whether you're just getting an internship or it's not who you are, you know, like that's what you do is not who you are. That's my, that's my advice for someone. Don't, uh, don't go making a mountain because there's one coming. (laughs) (laughs) Those are two really good nuggets. They really are. Like, I think that happened to us a lot. We, we put so much value and, and emphasis on some of these things that did not matter. And, we didn't have to because there was a hurdle coming. Like it's going to mm-hmm. happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I would just wait on the real ones. Don't make, don't make all the little ones. Yeah. And I mean, I think that is such valued advice and Colton, what you said, who you are is not what you do. I couldn't feel that anymore because throughout these last few years of trying to find, figure out my identity after leaving you guys and not knowing really where I should land or what my path was, it's really hard to separate yourself from what you do, especially when I think what you do is such a hobby or a love that you, that has mm-hmm. been like such a common thread throughout your whole life. Like, because in Oklahoma, music was what you were known for so much, you know? Yeah. And I, and when I was growing up, singing was my love. There was nothing I loved more than country music. And so when you do, your art becomes a business of art. It's hard to take yourself away from that and realize yeah. I am, I'm still a person. Yeah. Yeah. I just had a buddy yesterday. He, uh, we went to the gym and, uh, <laughs> do you have but, muscles? No, <laughs> actually what's funny is I don't, <laughs> not anymore. Um, I gotta go. <laughs> but what was really funny is he, like, he showed me these, uh, work tapes and he's not in music at all. And I mean, he's released like one thing and he's like, I don't know, man. I just, it's, it's not what I do anymore. Like, I just, I can't do, I can't just really, I was like, why not? I was like, just have fun, man. Like half the stuff on TikTok and everything is like a work tape anyway. And he's like, and he released not one, the very next day he released like five songs. And uh, oh, I was just wow. really pumped to see it. Uh, like I just commented on the thing that um he, re- he released and, but yeah, like, I think, uh, I think artists, like in any kind of form, if you're an artist, like, I think we overthink a lot, you know, and, um, and you want people's approval so bad, but man, if you're, if you enjoy what you do, just put it out. Like whether it's painting, writing, like, I mean, I love what you're doing. I love that you're doing this podcast. Like I never in a million years would have thought you would have started a podcast. And it's like, no, you're great at it. Like, this is awesome. And, you know, it's like, just do it. Like, have fun. We live in such a a world of opportunity now, especially in the country we live in. It's like, 
man, just do it while you can. You ain't, we're not getting any younger, you know? Oh, I and agree. we're here for such a finite time. And you just, I was having this conversation yesterday. Like the only thing guaranteed is the past and the present. And mm -hmm. why, why not go for it? You know, it doesn't matter. You don't have to be good, but man, probably more than 50% of people that are succeeding in whatever way that might be, aren't really that good or not the best, but they believe and they're showing up and they're working really hard and they're putting in the effort. And man, that's what it's all about. It really is. And I mean, I feel like that's what got you guys so far and where you're at right now, because you just always show up. You put the time in, like you said, you practice no matter what you are spending time on your craft, but not on your craft, but as on yourselves as humans. And it, it shows. Oh, yeah. thank you. I heard yeah. it the other day. I heard um, the best ability is availability. I thought that was pretty cool. Oh, yeah. that is very cool. That'll preach. That'll preach. <laughs> Hands up to the sky. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Is there anything that stands out so far in your career that has been, wow, I can't believe we're getting to do this? Over these last 10 years, has something happened where you're just almost in awe and can't believe it? Oh, so many things. <laughs> That's mean, cool. Our whole our whole career has been, I can't believe we've done this much. Like we talk about this all the time. It's like if we never got to play on another stage, we both would be like, we fooled so many people. You know, <laughs> like it's just uh it, it's been one thing after that, whether it's playing for the so Sochi Olympics or going oh, God, on that's a right. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, and then I look at like, we got on a Carrie Underwood tour, didn't even have a manager for like a hundred dates. And we just were out there kind of wow. by ourselves. And it's like, what are we doing? Like, this is insane. We played Madison Square Garden, the Staples Center, like all these, all these moments like that. I'm just like, they're amazing. But really it's like, I, I kid you not, it's the moments and I'm such a germaphobe. So I've had less of these lately, but and you can ask anyone. I was rocking like Lysol on a plane before it was uh, and Duramax before it was like COVID days. But um, <laughs> I really like the things you don't see, like getting the stories, like whether it's someone tattooing their name or your signature on their arm or it's just kind of stuff like that. You're like, what has like, how has this happened? You know, like it just doesn't make any sense. Or just like, man, this song meant so much to me while I was losing my my grandpa or something like it's just it's those moments i'm like man i i can't believe we get to do what we do like and, and we're still doing it you know it's just it's crazy it really is we're, we're very blessed yeah first of all second everything that he just said um you know i think the biggest some of the stuff for me like i truly truly have such a love for country music like and you know, and I don't care. I we I, I went through a phase where I was like, how is this person making it? This is not even country. I, you know, we're better than they are. What is happening? You know, and it really took a lot of talking with my brother to kind of get over that bitterness a little bit. And and now I'm, I'm just happy for those people. I'm like, man, take it however you can get it. I don't you know what it's a broad term now, whatever. But I, I think one of the big things for me is the Grand Ole Opry, you know, I was talking to a, an up and coming artist the other day who's having some success and 
and he said that, that oh he don't have any interest in playing the opry because it's it's for has-beens or or whatever and i'm just like oh, man that just breaks my heart because it's like if, if it wasn't for that place like your career wouldn't even be here you know and it's like every time we get on that stage it is truly special and and i probably sing the worst of all my performances when we're there i don't know why i get really shaky and nervous and emotional but but it just it means a lot to to step on that stage i mean i grew up watching that show uh on television and you know seeing like garth and all my heroes you know all the way back to like george jones and just so many people have, have stood on that stage and uh so the fact that we got invited to do that is just, and we still get invited. We still do stuff with them. And it's just, that's a big deal for me. It's a really big one. It's important still to have people out there talking about what the Opry means and why it's important and why it's special. And it's, it's just, I love hearing that from you guys because it is so cool. And it's, I just love seeing you guys shine. Like I do, I can't help but just beam when I see you guys doing something or posting or having a show or I got to be at your first Opry performance and just seeing you guys play like it immediately brings me back to 2014 and there's thousands of people we sell out of merch and you guys I mean I just I'm it's euphoric I can't tell you how much how proud I am of you guys oh thank you oh, same and I just want to add you guys I know it's uh, it's been awesome to see you three reconnect but it's also just been inspiring as someone just to meet you all and have you know you remind everyone listening to just try more and be less concerned about what everyone else thinks and to stick to your core and be creative and look stupid and don't give a fuck about <laughs> what anyone's right. gonna say or if it's like yeah. there who you cares go. who cares um yeah try like what when did we stop trying in this world mm -hmm. why do we get so afraid to like look ridiculous um mm -hmm. and and it got you so many amazing places just by saying yes to things that you know a lot of people would say no to because they're worried so thank you for sharing your story and and being on this podcast it was really awesome to meet you too no oh, thank y'all it's awesome to meet y'all thanks boys amazing all right Up in the morning and the sun broke through the open curtains. The birds sang too, and they said, This is a day to celebrate.